see, we are on Kuf Beis Amad Aleph, and we're in the middle of having this conversation about brachas, right? So we left we left Sachem behind for momentarily, right? And we're talking about when you make a bracha in one place, right? Are you then able to go to another place and still eat food in the other place, right? We got into it by talking about Kiddush, right? When you make Kiddush in one place, you eat it in another place, right? So we said, well, it depends on the bracha, according to one of you. It depends on if you made a, a food item on which it is necessary to make a bracha achreina, the after blessing in the place where you ate it, then you're allowed to continue eating whatever it is that you ate in the new place that you have come to, because you're still going to go back afterwards. So when you left the first place, you still have in mind that you're going to then we said, hey, one second, there's a proof not like this, right? From the story of Rabbi Yehuda, because Rabbi Yehuda, the Anna, held that when you leave a place and you're eating real food and during a real meal, unless you left people behind, you're not allowed to eat anymore. You're going to have to make an after blessing and you're not allowed to eat anymore. So unless you left people behind, it's not going to work. That seems not to be like what we said yesterday. The Mar says that's only Rabbi Yehuda, right? So now we are about, um, let's see, eight lines down, the second, the last word on the line. The reason why you need to, you're allowed to eat in a new place is because when you have a food item that you're going to need to make a bracha afterwards, in the same place, the after blessing is going to have to be in the place where you ate it. Then, therefore, when you leave that place, you don't need to make a after blessing right now. And when you go back, you don't have to make the before blessing. Abel, however, a food item for which you're not obligated to return and make the after blessing in the place where you ate. And even according to the rabbis, when you leave, it is necessary to make the after blessing before you leave. And when you go back, you need to make a new blessing. This should be a tiyufta of Rabbi Yechanan. Why? Because Rabbi Yechanan said earlier that he doesn't care. No matter where you eat, no matter what you do, it's all good. Rabbi Yechanan said that when you make Kiddush and Shul, right, and you don't need a meal, when you go home, you don't need to make Kiddush again. Not only that, you also don't need to make a new birchas, a new bracha on wine. The first bracha also satisfies, even though you change location. The Gemara says, so we already, that's another disproof to Rabbi Yechanan. It says over here that only certain types of food can you make, a, can you go home without making, a, without making the bracha again. But other types of food you can't. Did we not already disprove of Yechanan from a different price? Neima, Mer says, We should say that from here also we have a disproof to his point. No. It is also true even for things for which it is not necessary to make a after blessing in the place where you ate. They also don't need to make a new bracha beforehand. So why does it say that if you get up, just to tell you the position, how far Rabbi Huda goes. Rabbi Huda says, even food items such as bread or wine or anything which requires a a or a um, right, in the place in which you ate, even those types of food items, Rabbi Huda says, still, the only reason why you're allowed to continue eating when you get back without making a new bracha is because you left people behind. If you do not leave friends behind when you left, when you left, you're going to need to make an after blessing. Now, when you go back, you will need to make another blessing. Okay. So what we see is, so the chiddush is that according to Rabbi Yehuda, no matter what type of food you ate, when you leave the location, you are done. 
you're finished. So, but the other Tana in the Brisa indeed holds like Rabbi Yechana, that when you leave a place, if you are eating the type of food for which you are not, for, for which you require to go back to make your after blessing, indeed, you are now allowed to eat in a new place without making another Brisa. So the Gemara tells like this, Tanya Kavasei de Rav Chizda. We have a Brisa like Rav Chizda. Francis sitting down, they're going you know, to drink some good wine, and then they get up to leave. And then they come back, right? They don't have to make a new bracha. Because if Chizda says, if it's a type of food for which you make an after blessing in your original place, you don't have to make a new blessing when you go to a new place. And that's what wine is. We learned in a bright The members of a, uh, a group who are sitting down, they're reclining. And Shabbos comes in, right? The day becomes Shabbos, became holy. They bring them a cup of wine. And they say, first they say Kiddush, right? Now Kiddush, remember, does not mean the Hagafen. Kiddush means or right? Or right? It's a way of saying that today is a holy day. And then afterwards, and then immediately they bench right away. Okay? What's going on up here? It's interesting. They're immediately eating a meal. And they're sitting there and eating a meal together. Now you have to bench when you finish eating the meal. The problem is you also have to make kiddush. Now, you're supposed to make kiddush before you bench. Now, why do you have to make kiddush before you bench? Because in those days, they were very careful to make, to, when they bench, they would have a cup of wine at the table and they would finish benching and say, and then they would drink that wine. Now, if you don't make kiddush, you're not allowed to drink that wine. So therefore, first you make kiddush when Shabbos comes in and then you can bench on the previous meal. Now, this is what Rabbi Yehuda said. says, continue eating till it gets dark. You don't have to interrupt your meal at all. So what we see over here is Gamru, and they finish eating their meal. If they've already finished it, then the first cup they should do is making Brecha Samaz. And the second cup is what they should make Kiddush with. Amai, why? Why do you need two cups of wine? Why can't you just keep one cup of wine and say Kiddush, and then say, uh, then afterwards bench, and then drink the, from the cup of wine afterwards, right? Or vice versa, bench, and then say Kiddush right afterwards, right? Why does it have to be that you have two different cups of wine for Kiddush and benching? You don't make two different types of Kiddush on one cup. Now, benching and Kiddush are two completely different mitzvahs, and therefore you need two different cups for this to make them uh, holier by holding a cup of wine my time, what's the reason? You don't make mitzvahs in bundles, bundles, right? There's a famous idea. It comes up on Pesach. We'll, we'll discuss it a different time. But this is an idea that you try not to do more than one mitzvah with one object. Right? Which we will have this year. Right? Promise like this. It's not the Shabbos. You have to make Abdullah. You have to make Kiddush. So what, what's the order, right? So the Gemara says like this. The Gemara, before getting into the order, the Gemara tells us, what do you do? Come into your house. You make a bracha first. Then you make a bracha on the candle. Then you make a bracha of Allah B'Samim on the spices. And then afterwards you say the Havdalah. Allah Kais, holding the cup of wine. And mainly Allah but if you only have one cup, then you should wait until after the meal. And then you say all of the brachas together on that one cup, even Birchas Hamazon, Abdallah, Kiddush, you say everything together. So the Gemara is saying, you see that you could make, you could use one cup for Abdallah and Kiddush and Birchas Hamazon. You said you can't use one cup for two different mitzvahs. Versus Ein Leishani. If you don't have another option, then, then you're stuck with no choice. Okay, fine. That's what you got to do. Gemara says, 
Now, sometimes you have Yom Tif that comes in right after Shabbos ended, right? Which Yom Tif are we referring to? We're actually referring to this year, right? Now, everybody knows on the first night of Pesach, everybody has a lot of wine in their house, right? You have a couple of cases, right? All prepared for the storm, you know, all your guests. Maybe not this year, but most years, right? So nobody is sitting there and saying, oh, I don't have enough wine. I need to have one cup of wine for Kiddush, Benching, and Abdallah. No such thing. But Omar Rav, and still Rav would say, Yakna, right? Yakna means they use one cup for Yayin, for Kiddush, and for Abdallah, for the wine, for the sanctification of the day, and for the, uh, the Ner, and for the Abdallah, and for the candle and Abdallah. So we see that the Kiddush and Abdallah are set over the same cup. Even though you just got finished saying that if you have more than one cup, you should use different cups for each mitzvah. Ami, the Gemara says, he did not yet say this man, right? Why doesn't he say, he says that the different things you have to say. He says you need to say the bracha on the, for the wine, the bracha of the Kiddush of the day, the bracha on the Havdalah that Shabbos just ended, the bracha on the Basamim. He doesn't say anything about saying Zman. What's Zman? Zman is Shekhyanu. If you're not saying say the Shekhyanu, it must be because it is not the first night of Pesach. Rather, it's the seventh night of Pesach. And the seventh night of Pesach, there's not that much to drink anymore. Maybe you ran out of wine already, right? It must be on the seventh day of Pesach. You have to completely eaten beer, right? You went through everything, right? This, this happens to many people. You know, you really just, uh, people are just home the whole day and, and they're just like, there's nothing else to do other than eat. And they're not able to eat the regular food that they would normally eat that fills them up. And people can go through prodigious amounts of food, right? You know, people gain a lot of weight over Pesach, right? They literally ran out of food. Well, let's say he ran out of food. So he ran out of food. He ran, so he ran out of wine. So he ran out of wine. He only has one cup of wine left on the Sabbath night of Pesach. He doesn't have a choice. He has to use the same cup for benching and also for Kiddush and Abdullah. But Yom Tov Rishon in the Islay, on the first day of Yom Tov, he had the Amr Abayah, and Abayah still said, Yak Zenah, the Rav Amr, Yak Nehaz, right? This is a, a reference to what's the order when you're going to say these five different blessings. You say a bracha on wine. You say a bracha on the Kiddush, a bracha on the Ner, on the candle, a bracha on the Abdullah. And a bracha on the zman, on the shechianu, right? So what's the order? So Abayah says, first you say yayin, first you say very often, then you say kiddush, then you say shechianu, then you say the ner, the candle, and then you say abdallah. And Rava says, first you say yayin, then you say kiddush, then you say abdallah, and then, sorry, then you say ner, then abdallah, and then the shechianu, right? But either way, what we see is that everybody agrees that you have one cup for saying both of them, right? Abdallah and kiddush. The Gemara says, no, you, you missed the boat over here. When we say you can't do two mitzvahs at once, we are not referring to doing two of anything with one cup. That's not true. Kiddush and Abdullah are part and parcel of one idea. They're both coming from the same place. When you say Kiddush, when you say Abdullah, what exactly are you doing? You are making a delineation between the holiness of Shabbos and what comes after and what comes before. Both of them come from the, the fact that the Torah says, Zachar remember the day of Shabbos to make it holy. So you, rent, you remember the day of Shabbos to make it holy by saying Kiddush when Shabbos comes in and saying Abdullah when Shabbos goes out. So to use one cup for both of these things, they're not two separate mitzvahs. They're two different parts of one mitzvah. So therefore, of course, you can use one cup. So you can't ask me any questions from Yach Nahaz. The only question you could ask would be Berchus HaMazen. And Berchus HaMazen, indeed, you can. Let's go a little bit further because we really... Uh, Finish that block quickly. The Gemara now discusses this at a greater length. You have Yom Tov that comes out after Shabbos, right? Like we have this year, right? Saturday night is going to be the first night of Pesach. Rav Amar Yakna. Rav says first, kid, first um, the wine, then the kid, then the ner, and then the Havdalah. Shmuel Amar 
yanka, yan hak. Rather, you do yayin, first the wine, then the ner, then the candle, then the havdalah, and then the kiddush, right? So basically, the question is, which one goes full? Shmuel says, first you make havdalah, and then you say kiddush. Rab says, first you make kiddush, and then you say havdalah. So the rabba, my rabba says, neither. Rabba says, yahan, which means first you say yayin, then you say Abdullah, then you say Ner, then you say Kiddush. Levi Amar Hania. And Levi also argues and says, first you say Kiddush, then you say Ner, then you say Yayan, then you say Abdullah. Right? So everything is, is a big question exactly what the order is. Levi is the one who argues on everyone else in terms of the fact that everyone agrees that Yayan comes first, because Yayan is the bracha that you say most often. So it falls under the, the law of Tadr, Tadr, Tadr Kaidim. The thing that you say most consistently should be the one that you say first. Levi disagrees. Abadanami, fifth position. Kina. First Kiddush, then Yayin, then Ner, and then Havdalah. Marbure the Ravna Amar, Nikia. Wow, another opinion. He says, first you say the Ner, then you say the Kiddush, then you say the Yayin, then you say Havdalah. Marta Amar Mishmei, De Rav Yeshua, Niha. He says, first Ner, then Yayin, then Havdalah, then Kiddush. Um, I feel like we, we exhausted all the possibilities yet, but I guess not. This may be some more permutations. Shalach Le'avu the Shmuel, the Rebbe. The father of Shmuel sends a message to Rebbe. Ilam Deinu Rabbeinu Seder Havdalah Seich. Teach us what the order of the Abdallah is. Shalach sent to him. Kacham Rabbi Yishmael by Rabbi Yesi. This is Rabbi Yishmael said the son of Rabbi Yesi. Shamar Mishumav. And he said the name of his father, Rabbi Yesi. Shamar Mishum. Rabbi Shuv ben Hananya said the name of Rabbi Shuv ben Hananya. Nehi. He says that first you should say Ner, then you should say Abdallah, and then you should say Yayin, and then you should say Kiddush. Amar Rabbi Hanino. Mashal the Rabbi Shuv ben Hananya, the parable for what his principle is. It's similar to a king who is leaving his, his, uh, his palace. And then the governor comes in. In other words, Shabbos is going out, right? When Shabbos is going out, Shabbos is a holier day than Yom Tov. So when Shabbos goes out, first we have to recognize Shabbos is leaving. You need to get Abdullah first. First you escort out the king. And then afterwards you come to greet the governor. So Shabbos is, is holier. So therefore Shabbos is the king in this parable. First we say goodbye to Shabbos with Abdullah. Then afterwards you say hello and we welcome the escort in Yom Tov with Kiddush. My Avila, what's the end of the day? Halacha, Abaya Amar Yaknazina, Rava Amar Yaknahaz, and that is what we do. We do Yaknahaz, Behilchasak, Rava. That is indeed how we ask. Okay, 